You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio a 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome to Morning's Lone Star. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1 is Wednesday, 9.15. Starting a little late. Apologize. We all stay up late waiting for the election results in the Montgomery County area and for Texas. And, uh, right, that's a good excuse, right? We can, we can, I'm going with that. We right, are taking that. We are right. running with it. Uh, it's 51 degrees outside right now. Chance of rain today is zero. The high today is going to be chilly. It's 62. Low is going to be 39. It's going to be an interesting day. Just give you a heads up, if you're planning on a weekend, there is going to be a good chance of rain at one point. So if you have anything to take care of, take care of it now. That's outside. We do have a special lineup today. We're going to try to rile them all up. We're going to have Katie Krause from uh, Bears, etc. going to be in the studio. We're going to talk about their one-year anniversary campaign uh, and also their upcoming Race for Their Lives 5K and 10K. And then uh, after that, we might have Jake from Sports Talk stop by, and maybe we'll have Nathan Arizadi from Montgomery County Lifestyle with some of the candidates who won won yesterday's primary, which some of them meant that they actually won the whole deal in November. Uh, so, And then the rest who are going to be in a runoff or going against a Democratic or a Republican person, we don't care about them. We only want winners today. So uh, <laughs> welcome to Morning's Lone Star. We're brought to you by... Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Skippy, you can talk now. Man, you, you've been, like, carrying this beautifully. I was just sitting back and listening to the dulcet sounds of your sonorous voice wafting through the morning as I sipped my Conroe coffee yeah. and thought, life is, life is not too sucky right okay. now. Okay, Life is okay. <laughs> well, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing okay. I know you're a campaign person, so... Uh, Everything go good in your court? Yes, for the most part. Uh, some um, some people that I wanted to win won. Uh, and uh, the one person that I really wanted to win is in a runoff election, which is not a bad thing. And I think the, the runoff, which will happen in May, will uh, show victory for this person. And uh, it's going to be an awesome, not only are we going to have uh, that, but the campaigning just begun because the Democrat Party has launched this substantial wave of running for offices that they just traditionally haven't run for before. You know, land commissioner, county judge, all these things that just, the presumption was you win the Republican primary, you you win the, you know, no one's running against you in the general, so you've got it. So November is still up in the air on many levels. This will be fascinating. The candidates are still going to have to campaign and show why they're the better person for the job. A lot of people, I was talking with uh, Mrs. Skippy about that uh, late last night or early this morning. You know, as little as 15 years ago, we had a Democratic uh, governor in Texas. Texas was blue. Though the whole thing about Texas has always been, you know, a conservative state from the dawn of time since the Alamo. No, absolutely not. Uh, It's been blue. It's been red. It's been purple. Uh, You know, Houston is predominantly blue, predominantly Democrat. Uh, uh, Austin definitely is. 
but that doesn't you, you so the whole state i just love it it's a microcosm of all the different parties uh green party has their place here libertarians um you name it so it's gonna be a fascinating fascinating uh campaign season for november yeah i'm okay. looking forward to it yeah, I'm, I'm not looking forward to all the stupid internet radio ad, or internet ads and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, we won't be hearing the Kathleen Wall one anymore. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was cute the first 86 times I heard it, but after 87th time, I just, it kind of wore on me. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't like her. I was reading, I was online just like looking at stuff and le mm -hmm. reading internet comments. They just thought she was just some rich girl. Well, there was a... Uh, spending a lot of your husband's or a lot of your spouse's money. I'll keep this gender neutral. Uh, is, is to to think pretty much you'll have a race. So when will they have the official results? Oh, they're in. Well, I go to the mctx.org/election and it says unofficial results. Oh, they they have to uh, the the election commissioner has to sign off on them each one. But unless there's like less than one percent separating. Two candidates, then those are the official, th those will be the official results. Okay. Well, I mean, did you see any of the overall numbers? What was, what was the total turnout? Do you have any of that information? Uh, yeah, actually or? I did. We, we were tuned in last night to, um, you know, mctx.org. I was at a watch party where there were a lot of people there. And there was, uh, I will tell you that, um, like, for instance, for the, uh, uh, hold on, let me scroll up here to get to the right place, for like, the governor's race, uh, 43,507 people voted for Ted Cruz. Here in the area? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, I'm yeah. Montgomery, Montgomery County. County. Yeah. Uh, 25,000 early voting, 18,000 on election day. Uh, now, oh, that was huge. But let's go down to some of like the, uh, well, and let's compare it to like the Democrat gubernatorial, gubernatorial race. Beto O'Rourke won it with uh, 6,654 votes. So, of course, you got 43,000 voting for Cruz, 6,000, 6,500 for O'Rourke. But still, that shows a significant turnout. Uh, you know, basically, approximately 40-some-odd thousand Montgomery County voters went out to vote. Now, I believe that puts us right around, I think it takes us over the 10% mark, I believe. I believe Montgomery County has 400-and-something thousand. Well, I went and voted yesterday. You did. And How did you feel? Were you proud? Well, I I guess there was a guy who kind of accosted me about having a cell phone, but it was really I w I was just sitting there. I was like, "Do you want to hold it?" Like I'm, I didn't know what he wanted me to do. Just put it in your pocket next time. Well, no, I, that's why I was carrying my wallet in my phone in my hand because uh -huh. I was just got out of my car, and that's why I was like, "Okay, you it can is, have my phone. You it is against I mean, you can. It is against election law, but you know, you just put it in your pocket, and no one's gonna. That really it. changes you it can't, up. It's like uh, you, they're going to give you all these voter guides and stuff like that. You can walk in with them, but you can't hold them in your hand. So you just got to fold them up, put, put them in your pocket until you get to the booth. Then you can open them up because you, you'll see names on it. You can't have any campaigning within uh, uh, 50 feet, I think, from the entrance. Interesting. All these little rules. Yeah. So Safeguards but in yeah, place. It was easy peasy where I was. I was in and out in probably under eight minutes. That was at the uh, uh, elementary school, right? Yeah. How about you? Did you vote? I did. You I early voted. voted I early voted. You cheated. I che <laughs> yes, I did. Late last week, went to the South County uh, uh, Library area uh, next to the pavilion. Uh, talked to a lot of the candidates. Got a lot of last-minute um, their perspectives on some stuff. 
and walked in the voting booth fully armed with knowledge. So what is next? I know in Conroe we're going to have the May 5th elections. Right, and that's for city council. Is that Cinco de Mayo elections? Is that what, <laughs> really what it is? It is. All right, there you go. Yeah. So they ha- we have that. I know that because that's coming up. Because mm-hmm. city council has several positions available. And then is there any other major ones that I'm missing on top of my head? Well, there will be later on in May there will be the uh, runoff elections. There, I think there are a couple. So the runoff happens in May at the same time, right? Yes. Not on the same date as the Conroe one. This is a separate election uh, because they're different uh, jurisdictions. But there are two main, um, at least two runoff uh, for county commissioner precinct two, and uh, which is uh, currently held by Charlie Riley. He's in a runoff with Greg, Craig Parker. And Montgomery County commissioner precinct four uh, be a runoff between Jim Clark and James Metz. So where do you think the chances of people showing up and actually voting for that? Because that means, I mean, that's a lot of voting. It is. You do get a lower turnout. It's almost like a uh, a sequel to a movie. There's going to be a, a rate of diminishing returns is what they call it, that not as enough people are going to go out to vote. Uh, it's like Obama in his first term won significantly. Didn't get nearly as many votes the second time because people are like, well, I already voted once. Why would I want to do it again? Uh so in a runoff, although I must say the passions were high in this election, and I believe they will maintain high that people will want certain people in or certain people not to get in. So I think there there, there will be diminishing diminishing returns, but I do think there will be a significant. And we can find all the information about that at mctx.org/election. There you Is go. Is that included for the uh, Conroe one too? Yeah, when when the Conroe, uh, if it's uh, the, if it's an election in Montgomery County, it will be on that site. So you uh, that site will have like the calendar, and it'll tell you all year long when will be what. So we'll have uh, because here's the thing in the let's say the May fifth Conroe city elections. Let's say there's a runoff on that. You have to have yet another. I think it's going to be in June or July. You have to have the runoff for the, any runoffs for that election. And yeah. and then there might be a special election on top of that, school board trustee, um, and then the general in November. There's a lot coming up with us. Well, I'm glad it's kind of semi over, especially for you because you've been working hard and you've been really you've been really distracted in Morgan's Lone Star. And people have been noticing like he's not bringing his weight. I'm bringing the B game, man, and I need B, to do that. B game? You're not uh, even in the alphabet. Oh so. no, I've been bringing my Zeta game. That's no good. I, Skippy needs to step it up. Well, outside of the election stuff, I know people need to be informed. We're gonna we're hopefully we're gonna get some of the winners in today. Uh, later today and don't forget we do have our special guests from bears etc gonna be coming in in about five minutes i think about that but until then we got we got three minutes to talk what do you want to talk about that's not election and that's <laughs> not oscars and no and elections uh coca-cola is launching its very first ever alcoholic drink no way in japan but hey it's a start yes uh things are about to get a whole lot more bubbly for coca-cola fans uh they uh it's going to be called hold on it's their spin on there's a there's a sparkling drink in Japan called Chu Hai or Chu He. Uh, it's a fruity carbonated beverage with local spirit called Shochu, and about between three and eight percent of alcohol by volume. So Coca Cola's getting that into that. That sounds awful. I'm just gonna have no idea. Yeah, right. Well, I it, nectarines were uh, nectar. You know the the drink 
uh, was big in Japan as a kid. That's what the vending machines typically sold. Well, you know what out. Coke did a horrible job on is maintaining the word Coke to mean exclusively Coke. Because mm-hmm. depending on where you are in this country, you can say, hey, can I get a Coke? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, oh, no, no, I mean a Pepsi. Or like, I mean, I just wanted a soda pop or, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, I'm sure there have been lawsuits about that. They're a little too little too late. Same thing with spam. They tried to fight. You know, they tried to trademark it to where you couldn't use the word spam and like in spam email. And unfortunately, they let too much time go by where yeah. it, it got into the modern lexicon that the, the courts were like, oh, sorry, you snoozed a bit on that one. But th- then again, don't forget, early days of Coca-Cola, you know, was laced with all kinds of fun stuff like cocaine and opiates. Well, I liked what you, you commented on yesterday saying, like, do you know the number, the, the third best cola mm-hmm. rc cola and like there's zero advertising for it but then they also sell themselves kind of their recipe to all the other grocery chains i feel like rc cola is the same as like heb doctor doctor like they may Fred. have some lax stuff where it could be rc with their label on it because yeah. you know a lot of uh like like uh kenwood appliances you know like um uh like the vcrs back in the day i bought one from sears and found out it was an actual Mitsubishi. They just literally changed the, the the, the name on it. it. So a lot of the, uh, you may not be the top two sellers, but if you're number three, you want to increase your market, yeah, share your recipe with H-E-B. Oh, this is, no, I was just curious. Yeah. I was just curious. It is 927 here on Mornings of Lone Star. Joining us is going to be Katie after this song break from BearsEtc.org. Look it up. B-E-A-R-S-E-T-C dot org. We're going to be talking to her about her upcoming fundraising events and things like that. It is 928. Morning's Lone Star. We'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Morning's Lone starts 9.33 in the morning on Wednesday, March 7th, otherwise known as the day after. That's right. Yesterday was Election Day. Texas primaries. Lots of lots of winners. Some losers. Hopefully we'll get some of the winners in here, but no losers in the studio. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of not losers, we have a special guest in the studio. That we do. Katie, welcome back to Morning's Lone Star. How are you doing? Oh, always supporting us. We <laughs> yeah. appreciate you guys so much. Our For sure. Pleasure. Now, uh, you reached out because you got several events going on with Bears, etc. I want to let people know they can find you online at bears, B-E-A-R-S, E-T-C dot org, right? Correct. Awesome. I don't want to mess that up. But uh, tell us about the events you have coming up, the fundraisings, and also you're celebrating your 
one year anniversary, anniversary. as an organization. Yeah. Awesome. So very excited for that. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so we currently have our Be The One campaign, and this is for our one year anniversary. Over the course of the next year, I would like to reach one million people about the plight of the 1,000 bears currently requiring placement across the United States in people's backyards. See, you know, I was looking at your website and I was thinking about what you do. You need to install more fear into people. <laughs> because you guys say there's bears everywhere and we have to help. We're them. the last line of defense. And you just say like, you know, don't shoot, but report, but like be afraid. Like you got to contact. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a very fine line because if people lose their fear of the animal and they go up and pet it because they've seen people working with them on TV, they are not necessarily differentiate between the wild bear who's not used to human contact and a captive bear that is somewhat used to human contact. So, you know, trying to differentiate between those things. Uh, and then also, you know, they don't make good pets as people bring <laughs> they them into their homes. They and don't. they eat they 40 eat pounds lot. of produce a day. Yeah, They do. They poop in the woods. They do. <laughs> oh, is that a joke? Because I heard that joke, I think. Does a bear poop? Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was the Pope. I don't know why I always thought it was that. Well, I'm sure the Pope... If he wanted to poop in the woods. He so could, too. I always thought that that's so what This was took going us on. a real turn. Let's see if oh, we can goodness. reel it back in from this, this dark <laughs> well, hole. Well, you know what? I, I want the, the audience to know, bears, et cetera. What is, like, the one thing you guys do in this idea that you said there's, like, a thousand bears just kind of wandering around, you know, in, in dangerous scenarios? And not necessarily they're dangerous, but they're just put in these scenarios that people aren't educated enough to know how to handle. Right. So last November, there was a meeting in Washington, D.C., where the top bear professionals across the country gathered and identified 1,000 bears living basically as pets in people's backyards in cages, whether they be dog cages or where I'm from in the Midwest, so they use corn you're, cribs. You're telling me a guy like me who has enough space for a cage and I can have a bear, like that's the mindset of these folks? I just yes. have a bear? Yes. Well, these are the same people that, had, you know, like have pythons for if an animal is capable of like killing you naturally uh, to me that's maybe not so much a aspca deal it's it's very important because we talk about um especially our first responders i mean we have the ta conroe tiger cub anniversary is coming up here in a couple months it's two years since that cub was wandering down and found at the corner of league line and longmire if that had been an adult tiger and the first responders Came See what I'm talking about? It. You just tell them landmarks. <laughs> like if it's near them, they'll freak, and then they'll support you. So like, you yeah, know. Give us your money. We'll keep the bears from eating your, <laughs> yeah. your your dog. Yeah. Yeah. Don't but do that. We're not rescuing wild bears. I, kn I know we've talked about the wild bears moving back into Texas, but mm -hmm. these aren't the bears that we're rescuing. We're rescuing them from people's backyards that they've kept as pets. That They could not be released back into the wild. So what is the answer? So let's say you, you release a, you, you rescue a bear who's been domesticated, tamed. What next? You take them and? Uh, we will take them in and provide them permanent placement for the rest of their lives. And bears can live over 30 years. So wow. in captivity. So we're talking a long time of 40 pounds of produce. A day, yeah, that's a you know? lot of uh, just for kibbles a black bear. and bits there. So do bears get along with it? I mean, is this like, do they have to be separated? Is it a big preserve where they can mingle? And The habitats we're uh, talking about are two to five acre habitats, depending on the number of bears mm -hmm. um, that are together. Bears can be social. 
um, as long as there's enough resources, as long as there's enough food, water, shelter, uh, enrichment yeah, items. That, Holly says that's the same thing about me. <laughs> yeah, I was about to as say. As long as I have plenty of food, it keeps me happy. As long as you got Rice Krispie treats, I'm your buddy. So that's all there is to it. Um, so that's what we're planning for. So that's why this race is so important for us. This, that's why our Be The One campaign is so important to us to get the word out there, get those donations in because the sanctuaries, just like our dog and cat shelters are full. Um, and so there's these bears are requiring placement. And last month within a two week time frame, I had three phone calls for 10 bears. What? Yeah. So unfortunately one of the gentlemen that has bears has five bears and he has six months to live. He has lung cancer and is looking for placement for his bears. So we're helping a network, um, to find these bears placement um, and get them to a facility where they can live out the rest of their lives. What's the nearest facility where they can rest out the, live out the rest of their life? The nearest facility is going to be Mexico. in Dallas. <laughs> um, IEAS takes in bears. I know that the Frank Buck Zoo up just north of Dallas just I, took in two bears. Because logistics to me seems like your biggest, a biggest struggle at the end of like actually getting the bear. It's like, where do I put this bear? got to figure out where to put this bear because i know the wolf sanctuary has the same scenario over mm -hmm. in montgomery where they can only have they have a capacity yeah. limit yeah so when they you know when people call and they have like a half breed or something like that it's like what do we do and of course every one of these people love these animals so they kind they of do they care for them a lot it's I'm unfortunate just, <laughs> it's um, unfortunate so it's not exactly like the ducks and chickens at the pet store where you know after easter they well you have to no. i mean i can't imagine having a facility that does meet the standards of hosting a bear that's not a zoo like i'm trying to think in my mind like unless you're just some one of those philanthropic people that you know i built the sanctuary in my back 100 acres and i don't no one goes back there but me sometimes when i want to give them a nice steak but so when bears etc looks for uh you know funds is it to to buy more uh properties for it is to get a property to get established okay um right now we just have tortoises we're on three quarters of an acre um and um, so we're fundraising to get that property to get going because there's a, there's a need for it in the community, in the exotic animal community. And one of these fundraisers is the, uh, it's a five and 10 K race happening at Minimaid Park Yes. on the 24th. Talk to us about this now. Okay. Well, this is the, um, annual Minute Maid five, 10 K. Um, and what's happened is they give back from their run. And if you're a nonprofit and you join with them um, your, um, top 11 fundraisers from any nonprofit that is entered into the race, they give part of the proceeds back to those, uh, top 11 fundraisers. Mm -hmm. So you potentially could get anywhere from, you know, 200 to a thousand dollars, depending on how many people you have on your team that were fundraising for you Nice. back to your organization. So we are looking for sponsors for our runners um, or people to run with us, um, as a part of our Again, team. Again, the so. fear, the fear motive will work. Bring a bear. I was, to, I was just about to say, <laughs> what are the bear. odds of us actually, Poulsen you know. Polson will be there. If you guys have been out and about with us, Polson will be there. So maybe I should have him chase some people. I would and, and all <laughs> guaranteed to complete the race in and record so they're, time. They're screaming. They're like, oh my gosh. And you go, this wouldn't happen if you donate money. And we can have them on a safe place. There you go. Or just have the annual running of the bears, like in Pomplano. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we got you. We're, oh we're my gosh, up you guys are like, of... <laughs> this is not good marketing for a what sanctuary. The, it, Just letting y'all know, if you want to listen to Katie here, because <laughs> she knows what she's It's a really about. interesting topic, because like you said, it's, y'all went to Washington, and I can't imagine people going like, wait, we have a bear problem? You know, because mm-hmm. it's not something that's in your face, but you always see those YouTube videos or those Facebook Live videos where it's like, look, it's in my backyard. And it's like in the pool and like doing all this stuff. And I'm like, well, there's Katie. Like <laughs> someone needs to call Katie. And uh, but really uh, what I, I want to know about the bears, et cetera, is this isn't just a local problem. It sounds this like it's a nationwide, it's a nationwide problem. Mm-hmm. So with bears, et cetera, is the main goal to create a big enough sanctuary for you be a solution to anyone in the nation going, I got this bear thing. They're like, here, we'll bring it yeah. here. That's we would, we would hope so. Okay. Um, it's unfortunately, and I know if you talk to other sanctuaries around the country, they're the big cat sanctuaries, the wolf dog sanctuaries and stuff. Their best day is going to be the day that they don't have to take in any more animals. Um, yeah. And that's, it's unfortunately that, unfortunate that we have to get started to do this to save these animals wait what do you mean by that you mean like they're dying off no like there are no more more bears that need rescuing that need rescued it's like every animal shelter they're their biggest well isn't there like is there a natural habitat for bears i feel like we're taking planet earth (laughs) yeah so why are we taking them out of that we're not taking them out of the wild there are breeders just like there's dog breeders okay i'm connecting it now and you can buy a bear cub for three to five hundred dollars that's it it's two thousand for a sharpay at the mall well, that's What's insane. A, a, dog, a dog, a dog, okay. a dog, a, a beagle. No way. I don't believe you, but I believe you. There is what's called the Animal Finder's Guide. That's an Look it up online and you can find. I feel like it's a good practical. Ju- I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> it's, it's not. And, and uh, Katie raised a really good point because. Um, I can't believe that people are doing that. Well, and, and see, that's the thing. It's there are there are causes and nonprofits and, you know, I'll just speak kind of bluntly. Some of them are sexy, you know, something with big white eyes, whether it's a puppy or a girl in South America. It opens the heartstrings and the purse strings and stuff. Rescuing a domesticated bear, bear. is not sexy in the traditional sense, but this is some serious stuff here. It's so weird to me. I yeah. can't believe that's what you're talking about. I, for some reason, I thought it was like, oh, we got a wild bear and we can't, we don't have to no, do that. No, we won't These be are, taking in wild you, you bears. Know. So this is something where I like am a weirdo guy. I like to have a T-Rex in my backyard kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and like cage them, it up. And they're not, you know, they're just ordinary people that. Like exotic. Like exotic animals. You, I mean, is we've it got legal a, to have a bear? It is, depending on your state and so county state, laws. Probably Texas is probably legal, if I had to guess. Um, if it's or, a black bear, it's a native species, so you have to have special permits. Okay. But if it's a brown bear, no. Okay, so you still have to go through some some hoops. <laughs> you do. I'd be the guy buying at, the wrong bear. Is that a brown bear? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a brown is bear. Is ever a good scenario to have a bear? Like, I feel like that's I never mean, if you have the scenario. training, like, I know several zookeepers that have gone on to create their own zoos or have you know, their own facilities that, yeah, it works out great. They have the knowledge and stuff like that, or they have the experience mm-hmm. to do it. But so would you, um, okay, this is going to get way too political. We can't keep going. We're at <laughs> bears, et cetera, or a great, great, 
Oh, no, don't leave us hanging, dig. Go out with it. It's a, it's a great organization to support because we do have to get going. Uh, and I want to just remind folks, we have you have one year anniversary. Congratulations yes, to that. You. That's wonderful. And you take monetary donations year round. Yes. And uh, from what I understand, you have the Minute Maid coming up 24th, the race. So you want participants and you want donations. Correct. Where can people go to donate for that? Um, you can go to Reason to Race okay. and find bears, et cetera. Okay. Um, so it's basically reason to race backslash bears, et cetera. I the think is dot the org dot com. Uh, reason to race dot org. I sent the they link. They have Facebook so. bears, et cetera. Does and they also have yeah, a website? Yeah, I just posted so. it on our Facebook page. And uh, um, so with with your major goal for this year is what I want people to help support that goal. Our major goal is to get a fifteen to twenty acre property. Now, where do you um, want to have that? Here in Montgomery County? Or? We would like to be here in Montgomery County. Yes, but as the everybody keeps moving in, the prices continue going up. There's a uh, property that we looked at and now like when we look on har it's like price increase and we're just going oh my gosh so then well, we have to boost again, the fundraising just use so. the fear tactic negotiate <laughs> negotiate i will release this bear on your head if you do not give if me twenty thousand dollars property and we could lease 20 acres or they would donate 20 acres you know for us like i said we're a one-year-old 501c3 so it could uh have a tax write-off on their property um, we would love that too. That's very true. People step up on this because you know we're we're joking around a lot with Katie here, but this seriously is a is a is a deal. I, it's I an just issue. Can't, what's scary to me is like the just I want to see the the newspaper articles about horrible scenarios now because this is like that's so stupid. Mm -hmm. Like where in your right mind go? Hey, you know I'm going to get you honey for your birthday. <laughs> I got this. I got uh, this bear cub. They grow, they grow up. You know, and puppies, I, kittens. Chicks and ducklings grow up and it's, bears. It's literally what Jurassic Park's trying to teach us <laughs> and King Kong. Like, you can't you can't trap the beast, right? That's kind of the thing. Or you think there's going to be a pterodactyl bear one day that gets off the well, island? Well, no. Isn't that the whole thing about King Kong and Jurassic Park where you can't, like, have an amusement yeah, with T-Rex? Yeah, it, it's like, it's um, turning nature into uh, a, a, an amusement park. You just can't do it. So, people, help out. Katie and Bears Etc. Go to bearsetc.org. That's Bears ETC. Sign up to sponsor or donate to or race in the Reason to Race Minute Made 5 and 10K run. We promise we won't release a bear after you so you can jog at your own pace. <laughs> and uh, they can also, I forgot to tell you, they yes. can also do it virtually. So they don't have to be at Minute Made to do it. I forgot that important piece. Or I can, like, they can do it from jog home. in front of my computer and it counts. Yes. <laughs> I'm there. Wait, that's a real thing? Apparently so. You just put in your time at the end of the day. That's crazy. I ran 10K in 12 seconds. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for coming in. Thank, thank you. you very much for always supporting us. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> correctly. That's the most... <laughs> correctly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're listening more to Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com. It's 948. We're going to be taking a song break, a uh, short one, and then we're going to be gearing up for the 10 o'clock. So stick around. Oh, it's Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 
1-800-926-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. All right, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star 10.02. Hanging out in the studio. Special thanks to Katie from Bears Etc. coming in, talking about people literally want bears as pets. And then they don't want them anymore. I wonder why. But but they they fought for the right to party with the bear. (laughs) The bear's party in the woods. It's 51 degrees outside right now, folks. Zero percent chance of rain. The high today is gonna be around 61. Lows gonna be around 39. It is Wednesday. It's the day after uh, primary elections. Is that what it's like officially called? The primaries? Yes. Yeah. The, this yes. was the Texas primary. Each state has different dates and stuff for their primaries for the okay. next few weeks or months, and then we get rattle, uh, get the runoffs out of the way, and then we go for the general first Tuesday in November. All right. Good deal. Cool. That's easy. We have a full table in front of me we do I, and I, I go out for coffee i come back and they're like everywhere so we have yesterday's county treasurer winner melanie bush hi everyone is, montgomery is it, county treasurer elect no, is your new title no it is not because there is a democrat candidate in this so i am the oh, republican nominee no oh. yeah dick and i are talking earlier so she's not a Democratic winner. party whoa we went against our rules i won, I won oh, the primary she, she won the republican primary okay. i won the oh, primary that. Well, we had a rule. We we're only winners today. So are you, you're like she a win. I'm a winner yeah, she, for the Republican <laughs> primary. Winning. Thank you very much. Okay, Charlie Sheen. Wow. Winning. You know what? I typed that up wrong. I thought you didn't have an opponent. I no. Thought it was no. Wait, Man, you're causing so much confusion. This right. Way. You got to check election law well, there. First that, things first, broken it. we want to thank congratulations, congratulations for winning the primary. I know that was uh, a big deal. You've been Thank campaigning you. really hard. Now, that now it's great to know that you have to go again in November, right? Yes. So November 6th is election day. So what are you doing in in preparation for that? Tell me about it. Uh, Balancing your checkbook. Yeah. Uh, Can you give me a date? <laughs> no. no is, so from what I understand, because Skippy and I were talking about on May 5th is the elections for Conroe. Yes. And then around that time, if not within that week, that's the runoff election, right? Right. We have at least two runoff elections, is, both for county Is the November election going to be the same as the normal November election for everybody? Correct. Is that right? Yeah, the general is. So meeting. that's probably going to have the biggest turnout? Yes, yes. Right? by far. Okay, cool. That's where everyone right. on the same day does it. The primaries can, can take place over the entire year. Um, New Hampshire is traditionally the first, I believe. What yes. a tease. you got to wait a long time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, it's going to be a long few months, It's going to be a long few months. But, I mean, I think that uh, this this campaign has already been long. It's been a very yeah. interesting and, and what I would actually say a very difficult campaign with 
having announced in July and having a kickoff plan for late August that we totally had to change. Um, you're not about to throw a campaign kickoff when everyone is still dealing at the moment, because it was August 31st, with Harvey. And so we turned it to a benefit and collected, you know, socks and shoes and underwear for families that were in need. And so it's it's been very, very challenging from the get-go. Um, in addition to that, we also lost a very dear member of my campaign team. Oh, wow. Um, right after Harvey with Marie Moore's passing. And that was just a devastating blow to all of us on the team. She has been an icon in... Montgomery County and in Montgomery County politics in particular uh, for many, many years. And that was just really hard. And so that's one of the things we we as the core team kept talking about as we went through this campaign is that we really wanted to win this race, this primary and this general for Marie. And that is still very much our focus because she very much believed in me and in me becoming the next treasurer. I mean, I think you're on the right path because you're going to be a third November. <laughs> yes. And plus you're a Republican in this area. So I know that people kind of say it's like a shoe-in. Is that the right well, way of saying it? Well, but it's not But it's not. Yeah. It, look, again, look at the Woodlands. There's, you know, the uh, the Republican incumbent was ousted by a Democratic challenger. and But see, that. See, you always bring that Woodlands. up. What do you mean the Woodlands? You, yeah, you always bring that Township. up. But they weren't. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they weren't advertising that they were Republican. Oh, yes, they well, were. Well, I meant like on the document. No, 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 it was a nonpartisan race. It's supposed to be a nonpartisan race, but it became partisan. It became very partisan. City of Conroe, you don't, you're not Republican Democrat. Well, school board, school board is a a nonpartisan race as well. That's why you make your sign red and you say conservative. Well, and you've got got people that are Republican, but they're so far left Republican, you kind of wonder. Right, and and that's the thing is. No. See, I, I, I always, I just put Banff on mine and then people get it, they get it. That's the. That's the sound effect for when Nightcrawler teleports, yeah, right? Yeah. And means nothing else. It's a great acronym. <laughs> no, no, they are so random. When I came on Just Their Show. This is Just I Their do, Show. No, no, I don't know. Well, no, Nathan and, and you know, we're, we're all It's here. still our We've, show. I, His I name's Jake. That, but listen to me. She's talking about when it was Jake. me and Jake. When it was just the two of you talking with me mm-hmm. and there was no one else, it was the most random time it was awesome hey you won right but i was, think we it should was random. get some credit for that <laughs> we know you kept she, up with us we don't jake i we, mean you have no control over them no mo- it's just <sighs> the modern modern day representation of add at its finest oh, without uh, a doubt and, and that <laughs> whole you, half of the room you so how's your new job hey look a squirrel <laughs> squirrel exactly no. you, you can't uh, you can't argue that when it was you me and melanie it was a little people. more well, when i when format. i'm behind when i'm behind the board and i've got control <laughs> i can you know Guide you and move you into because you've got the control. Rails. Yeah, uh, my bring mic it isn't working. My mic, yeah, there's a reason. Bring it back. <laughs> so the the joke used to be that in Montgomery County, you know, Armadillo's got more votes than Democrats. But Not as we anymore. talked about earlier, the Democrats are launching a a, a concerted initiative uh, on several uh, uh, positions that they just haven't traditionally run before to give people run for the money. If you look at the numbers, we talk like forty five thousand voted for Ted Cruz. And I think 3,000 voted for O'Rourke yeah. on the Democrat side. So, you know, there is a, 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 a scale difference here. But definitely, you know, I don't think anyone can afford to be complacent or, no. or rest on their laurels. I know Melanie's got a, a, a full few months ahead of her. Yes. If you're just tuning in, we are talking with Melanie Bush, who is the winner of the Republican primary for county treasurer.
So with the growing number of votes going towards the Democrat side, do you think that has a direct relationship with the fastest growing county? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, with the businesses that have been brought in from all over the country, yes, we're we're importing those that don't necessarily have the same Republican values that Montgomery County has been known for. And that diversity is not necessarily a bad thing. I know that, you know, we we are see people concerned about that, but diversity is a very good thing. It causes us to truly know why we believe what we believe. Well, you know what I loved is when I voted yesterday, and you walk in, there's a little sign that's right there next to the register's desk or whatever, and it says basically, please inform the register of your, like, what primary you're voting for. If you don't want to say it out loud, point. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, Are you I'm, serious? I'm totally serious. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was a weird experience when I went there because I was like the only one there, but everyone was talking to me. I'm like, hey, hey, I just want to vote. It's all I want to do. <laughs> so very interesting to me, and I haven't looked at election day numbers and how many voted in the Democratic primary versus the Republican, but I know in the early voting numbers, Democrat over the total number of votes, the Democratic uh, Party brought in 15% of the total votes. They have never had that numbers in the most recent history. I mean, it's been Right, there's years. been a complacency. We've talked, and Nathan and I were actually talking the other day about, you know, we're lucky if we get 10%. And I said, if Democrats want to win, just bring 11% of the people out. Well, 21,000. issue, though. Sorry. Wow. 34,000 Democrats voted on the district judge. Wow. See, the issue with that, though, is you don't really have to prove anything. You just have the point. 47,000 so voted on County like, Judge. That one. No, 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 no. That's that's all votes. Uh-oh. We, Nathan's reading again. Well, Nathan. on the left side. Yep, 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 yep. No, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> Score another one but for no, the— I, you know, I was, So if you look at the, the County Judge Democratic candidate, that'll give you a probably yeah, a very good yeah. number for how many Democrats voted in total. Here we go. For instance, for O'Rourke, a grand total— of 6,000 people voted for Aurora. It's like we're a think tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, like, All right, guys, about, about between eight to 10,000 Democrats voted in Montgomery County. It's all of them. It wouldn't be a bad idea to put BAMF on my thing, right? No, that so, that would not like, be. To me, people would be like, wait a second, what's that mean? And then, yeah. I'll think about putting on my business cards. But you, I, Are you sure I, I Jackson guess, hasn't already trademarked it? I'm sure. Sorry. No. Do you, do you think people would create their own? What that stands for? They they thought it was a, a yeah something else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, phony anorexic. You, you, you might not want to leave it up to other people to decide your message. We've talked about that the times that some companies <laughs> well, have said, "Who's hey, our company name or our sponsorship? What was it like?" If, if I'm going to win, it's going to be me winning. Okay, that's right. All right. I'll tell you when we've, asked, when we've asked for school names, we've gotten some pretty interesting uh, recommendations. <laughs> the Ava Braun Elementary School. Oh, that's well, real. My, my my favorite. Not in this country. <laughs> my favorite nomination was Schoolie McSchoolface High School. Nice. Yeah. Schoolie McSchoolface. Yeah. Can you imagine the mascot? <laughs> no. It'd be like an emoji. No, I can't. <laughs> From the emoji. Maybe. Yeah, the emoji. Be, you already bought all. You can and buy, so obviously, cheap. that's why we did not name the new high school <laughs> okay. in Connor ISD. She's apparently one of these responsible ones <laughs> in the studio. But it's very unique, though. There's not another school called Schooly School Phase. So, right. <laughs> no. So I want to bring up something for you, and let's just get down and dirty here. So. Wait, what? You can't tell. Well, you don't know who. You don't know on the Barry White. who you voted for, right? I don't There's know. no unless you tell somebody. 
There's no way to know who you voted the for. The right of secret ballot is a cherished institution. In this However, country. you can find out who did or did not vote. Correct. Now, that's a good tool if used properly. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about if you see people on Facebook saying, y'all need to get out and vote? Because remember, I don't know how you voted, but I can pull up the information and find out who, did, who didn't vote. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass your family and your friends because we know whether you voted or not. How does that, what does that sound like to you? Are people actually doing that? Oh my God. Let's see what she says. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) How does that sound like? If somebody has a million listeners followers. So an elected official that posts that, what would you think of them? We are speaking hypothetically, I'm presuming. Hypothetically, if a. Okay, so let me preface this with I don't know who you're referencing. Exactly. No, no, no. We didn't talk about it. Let me make that very clear. It popped in my head because the way you were, when he was talking, you can whisper and point. That's my 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 reference on that would be that is exactly the opposite way you should go. You should be encouraging people to vote, not scaring them into it. I'll leave it at that. Not threatening or intimidation that's actually, you know, like against the law. Um, to intimidate a voter into voting. It, it was somebody um, that didn't have an opponent. So, you know, one person could show up and they won. No, it was. I'm saying it. It was. Okay. I didn't say the name. Hey, your views don't represent what the yeah. Lone Star community Nathan Nathan Erzati's views may or may not represent necessarily <laughs> represent the views of Lone Star <laughs> cool. Community Radio. Or Melanie Bush. Or so, Melanie. so what's going to happen going forward? Do you think that, that unity, you think people... I hope so. I, I hate that we have runoffs because it prolongs the division within the Republican Party another couple months. Um, I wish that all races were decided yesterday so that we can move forward. I do hope that we will have unity. I do not believe that we can continue to have negative politics, negative campaigning. That is not the way this should go. And I don't think that even Republican versus Democrat should go that way. We need to campaign on issues. And we need to leave it at what the office is and what the issues are. It's not a personal thing. It's a job interview. It's just like if you were competing with anybody else in the community for a job. It's just public. Well, I think the hardest thing with that is you're talking about positions that the average citizen has no idea what responsibilities are in that position. It's an education matter. So it's more of like. Yeah, it's up to the candidate to uh, educate and inform. And then the other thing that I, I think needs to stop, especially from a unity standpoint, is it's one thing if an ele- a, a candidate or an elected official is putting themselves out there to run. It's another thing entirely um, to attack. It's, it's one thing if you're attacking that person. It's another thing to attack their supporters. In, in my opinion, everyone in this county, everyone in this country is free to support whoever they want <laughs> without retaliation. And so what I am very proud of is that I did that in school board. And I know people that actively supported um, my opponent in this race. And that's okay. <laughs> that's allowed. They, they don't need to worry that I'm upset with them or offended or anything like that. That's your God-given right to support whoever you want to support. And I'm tired of... Just because someone supports someone else that I shouldn't like them or I shouldn't, you know, be friends with them. That doesn't matter. I can still be friends with my opponent's supporters. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's what our county needs to get back to. Well, and you know what? I'm going to chime in on that with you. You personally, because I know you. I've seen that. I've seen it happen. We actually haven't talked 
in, in a month. while. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we've really chatted since my dad's surgery October. Mm -hmm. But I know other people too, and I know other people, some that won, some that didn't. And their opponents and their opponents' main supporters were just vile. And looked at Skippy like, I can't believe you're an idiot. You're supporting them. And blah, blah, blah. I get that so much. I, but <laughs> why? Now, if you start attacking me, well, then you deserve for this person to go, dude, you're an idiot. But if it's not, we get along, right? We should. We should. Well, we're we're going to hold hands now during the music break here. <laughs> and, and well, you sing. and I, I like to that. teach well, the world to sing. Make, we are, make sure we get that on video. We are going to take hands around the table. a short sponsor break. Sponsor break, sponsors. okay. So we'll be right back shortly, folks. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. Full house today, so stick around. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stuff podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. What's the Lone Star? Get a. Herding cats over here. Herding, On catnip. Or, cats, or, or, herding Nathan, more like it. <laughs> Nathan Arizona, Montgomery County Lifestyle, Melanie Bush County Treasurer, Republican winner. Republican primary. Primary winner. winner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Jake from Sports Talk and Skippy and I are in the studio. In the house. So we're having a fun time. If you didn't know, yesterday was primary voting. It was a simple, painless process. And there, we want you to go back out. I think the next time is May 5th for if you're in Conroe. Uh, is that, is that, have, is anything anyone Montgomery else? Montgomery ISD has their school board elections then too. Okay. And is I don't know about time? else. Same, same, same day. day. So, okay. so what generally happens just because Jake was kind of asking a question, you have the primary, you have municipal elections are typically in May. And then you have, if there's a runoff from the primary, if whoever, if it's a three person race and nobody got 50% of the vote, then you have to go to a runoff between the top two. That happens in May as well, but not the same day. So you're not going to have that on May 5th. It's it's either going to be a week or two, or I, I, I haven't checked the date. It doesn't pertain to me, so I haven't looked. Um, <laughs> and, and then you have your general election. The year that uh, Brandon Crichton, when Tommy Williams stepped down from his Senate seat, we actually had the runoff. We had a special Senate election, and then we had a special Senate election runoff we had i think it was like three overtimes eight eight elections <laughs> in like one me? year it was death. insane how many elections and what we found you talk about knowing who voted or not like we were talking about earlier we found major voter fatigue that year 
Mm-hmm. By the time it came for the Senate runoff. Oh, there's always a law of diminishing returns. Y- just like you I keep, did it already. You keep having elections and no one knows what they're voting for this time around. What what election is it? So that's what we need to try and make aware. It's an education. I mean, county treasurer, nobody knew what position this was, what it did prior to this election. This election, this position has gotten a whole lot of press. And so people are a lot more informed, but they're still general public out there still has no clue. Does that help with voter engagement? Because, you know, voter apathy has just been like universal and historic. But this election cycle in particular, I think it started a couple of years ago with like the road bond election Mm -hmm. and battle lines were drawn and it's set like a new tone. So there were some very, um, I don't want to say contentious, hard fought races, races going on across the board, untraditional non inspiring you know yes it's like we don't inspire this kind of fervor in people but county treasurer is not a a race that yes inspires a lot of voter turnout usually so is this going to help with engagement to to drive people to the polls to say you know your vote does matter you know electoral college does not work on a on a county scale or i hope so uh it's going to remain to be seen how it plays out over the next couple of years i mean we saw the turnout this time and it was good but what is it you know does it continue or are we getting voter fatigue because the races became a little more heated? Well, we said earlier that a lot of people don't know what they're voting for. So in a purely like objective kind of way, job description, because you said this is job interview, what are the job responsibilities and duties of a county treasurer? So one person phrased it as it's a CFO for the county. Um, they receive all the money from the tax assessor collector after she receives all the property taxes and then handles accounts payable, uh, payroll, investments for the county, and then bail bonds administration. So there's a process that that has to go through. I mean, obviously, all accounts payable has to be approved by commissioner's court first and has to go through the audit process, and then the checks are cut. But that's what this role is. It's the bookkeeping, the CFO for the county. There you go. Is it a full-time job? Yes, sir. (laughs) Okay. Well, I wish they would do that because some positions, like especially like city council and stuff, it's not a full-time job No. in a sense of like they can have another job. Well, like school board is a volunteer position. It's it's not a full time. It's unpaid. And a lot, I would say majority of our nonpartisan races that we were talking about, you know, city council, school boards, Woodlands Township, those are nonpartisan, unpaid volunteer elected positions. But I want to jump on that bandwagon there, too. We don't give enough attention to a position like a school board (laughs) position in a school district this big, in my opinion. And I think even city council, if that that trustee, if that that city councilman is really doing a good job for their constituents, for whoever they're 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 supposed to be representing, that's a lot of work. Yes. Yes, it is. So they say, oh, it's an unpaid position. And so a lot of people just turn it off, think, oh, well, it's a part time thing. No, it's moments where you're not doing a lot, but you're responsible. Who do they go to if there's something wrong? The superintendent and then the board. Yes. I remember a few times in the past year or two, the school board didn't vote this way or that way. So each one of you are either hated or loved, and then it all goes away. But that, to me, there needs to be more education on that. Well, and it affects people's daily lives. Yeah. Um, the county treasurer, I mean, that, that does affect your daily lives, but most people don't realize how it affects your daily life. Right. You talk about school board, that's talking about your kids and your money all mm-hmm. at once. Whole curricular reform. I mean, every, well, everything. It's your taxes. 50% of our taxes go to that. All of it. So those positions are crucial. And I will not be seeking re-election. I'm, I'm currently CISD board president and I'm up in November. Well, 
I'm not going for that in November. I'm on the county treasurer ballot. So there's at least one seat in CISD, and these are huge positions. These are important positions. And so it'll be interesting to me how that race shakes out do going you, into November. Do you take it upon yourself to seek out somebody that you feel is qualified and say, hey, Jake, have you ever thought about it? I'm stepping down. What about me? I think, what I'm sitting here? <laughs> well, I ran for president. The, the, I was going to say, because Jake's going to go, no, I'm too young, even though I've had more energy and more handsome. Talk to Skippy. I mean, is that something well, you want to play, Jake? I, I will you. tell you, I have not sought anyone out. I have had a few that have approached me, mm-hmm. knowing what's coming down the line. And um, we'll see how that shakes out. I, I have told them, you know, what I think they need to do to really gauge whether or not their interest matches what the position's going to require. And we'll see what they end up deciding. Positive, negative about this race. And I'm just going to say this, too. This may or may not be your choice, one of each. You can't control totally what your supporters do, and you may not approve of them, and you may say, Nathan, don't do that. But a lot of times, if I'm out there screaming, I hate Melanie Bush, Stephanie Davenport's the one, or I hate Melissa Miller, blah, 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 whatever, you can say, dude, that's really, you represent me. And if I say, too bad, Right? I mean, because no, it gets associated on. back. That's done that's, on. We should be smart enough to look past that. But so, so that being said, what are some of the positives and negatives you saw? And is that was that a big part of this race? Oh, I think that was a big part of this race. And I, I hated that. Um, you can't control who supports you as much as you want, as much as you may tell them. That's not how you're running your race. And that's Stop helping me so much. Well, because their help help can become very harmful at times, depending upon what they're saying and how they're saying it and all that. The key to me has been that our core team has been very much on message and has kept it on the issues. And there have been a couple of times in which I have had things happen on my campaign page or even on my personal page in which I'm like, okay, y'all are done. This is not gone the way it should. This is not focused on the issues and you need to stop. And thankfully, everyone has been very respectful of that. So that's been a positive out of a negative. But I would I would say, honestly, the best positive has been everyone I've met. I, I never realized how much I loved block walking. And that's <laughs> such a weird thing to say. But getting, it is. getting to meet the voters. She needs to be and, a realtor. No. Um, <laughs> Getting to talk to them and and hear what their opinions are and what they think has been wonderful. Um, I loved all the the candidates and the volunteers for the campaigns that I spent two weeks working the parking lot with. Um, those are experiences that you don't come back from. You know, you really bond during that. Whether they won or they lost, you still have that affinity and that relationship with each other. And there's something... It's a very unique breed running for elected office, especially in Montgomery County, but running for elected office. A lot of people don't get what you go through emotionally, but those other candidates that are doing it, they get it. And so it forms that bond because you really can't support each other, even if you're not on the same side. Okay, I'm flashing to that Paul McCartney video where there's the World War Two and the Germans and the Brits were there on the Christmas Eve. and Oh, but they didn't sing Kumbaya. No, but I think it was awesome. Didn't Very they, heartfelt. I'm, uh, you know. Didn't uh, they sing like nice Noel? 
I hear music. I so that means uh, we're that, leaving. That You're going to be leaving done. us now. Yeah. Thank well, you we, all very much we, for having me on. I yes, really Melanie, appreciate it. Yes, Melanie, thank you so much. Now, if people, I know you still have the primer, not primer, the other one. General. Uh, general. <laughs> where where can people go to find more information about you and make so, sure to register and all that Melanie kind of Bush stuff? Campaign is my website and Melanie Bush Campaign on Facebook. Nothing has really changed over. I mean, I did not get home until after midnight last night. So What were you doing, Melanie Bush? We had a watch party, as you as you know. <laughs> Stop talking so loud. My mom always said there's no nothing good going on past nine o'clock. It's ten o'clock. Do you know where your county yeah. treasurer is? <laughs> I was with my husband at a restaurant having a watch party. Thank you. Um, there was debauchery. I have pictures. Moving was. on. There was not. Well, I didn't say yours. There was. I didn't say you. Hey, 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 litter, litter, we got to wrap it up. Litter, litter, yeah, no, close it up. We have to wrap this up. <laughs> Quickly, please. Thank you all. You're welcome. You're listening to Warren's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, worldwide, and Condra's FM 104.5, 106.1. Nathan, we have another guest coming in. Who is it? Melissa Miller. There you go. District <laughs> clerk. Winner. We're trying to wrap it up. You don't have to do all these pauses. <laughs> You're listening to Warren's Lynn Star. We'll be right back after a tune. You gotta fight for your right The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, 1037, here on com. We still got a full bus load. We're <laughs> hanging out. Wait, we... Uh, uh, the asylum bus. <laughs> Thank you. We're having a lot of fun here in the studio. Yes, yes, that we are. We had Melly Bush here in, uh, in the studio the last half hour. We got a new guest coming up. 53 degrees outside right now. 0% chance of rain. Now today is 61. Low is going to be 40. So it's going to be an absolutely beautiful day in Montgomery County. A great after the election day. day. The day after. Yeah, it's great. We have Jake from Sports Talk who will be on Woo! the air at 1 o'clock today. If you're a sports fan, you hit that sports button. All you got to do is hit that sports button at 1 o'clock with Jake from Sports Talk. And uh, sports. sports. <laughs> and so I'm glad to have Jake here. Uh, he always tries to come in on our show on Wednesdays. I, like, I love it. And we have Nathan Arzotti, Montgomery County Lifestyle. Also, he's our political bridge 
and also <laughs> Montgomery County Fair Bridge. So we like. Do to I need to go to the dentist? For what? Bridges. My bridge and have Bridges. a dental hygienist work on my mouth. And He's but, trying to follow um, Skippy, but it, me it, happy? It, it crashed and burned. <laughs> don't don't burn this bridge, my friend. <laughs> oh, well done, Dick. There we go. Oh, nicely done. Oh my goodness. So we're having a good time this and morning. And that wasn't me. Did you notice? And uh, the person also in the studio who's not laughing at any of our jokes. She will. Rightfully she will. So. <laughs> Rightfully so. It's the uh, Republican primary winner, right? Yes, yes, for district court. I'm, I'm going to get this wrong. I'm just. I'm <laughs> yeah, just you're right. Let's let's tune in to dig now. No, let's not. Nathan, can you please introduce? Okay, her? Melissa Miller. <laughs> she won the Republican primary for district clerk. She does have a Democratic challenger. So this is only part one of a part two process. But welcome, Melissa Miller. Thank you all for having me today. Yes. My pleasure. Now, first Very question: excited. What the hell is a district clerk? <laughs> <laughs> the district clerk is the main record keeper for the district courts and two of our county courts here in Montgomery County. It is a countywide position. They maintain the lawsuits as they're being filed. They keep up with all the daily paperwork that's coming in, issue service as needed, and maintain those records for the courts. Cool. So it takes someone who's like really detail oriented. Yeah, it's a very detailed. So are job. you? I'm out of it. Are you a paper person, <laughs> or are you a electronic person? I'm an electronic person. I okay. want to move it more into the electronic phase and. Get things going, yeah. Paper, there's too many paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> has, that been, has that been an issue? Has it been like kind of largely paper driven and now it's time to come to the 21st century? Or? Yes, it is largely paper driven. Um, the Supreme Court recently, I say recently, it was back in 2014 mandated e-filing. Well, cosmically, for, that's very recently. Yeah, mandated e-filing in civil and family cases and <laughs> the mandate for criminal cases just occurred in January of this year, so... We are moving more into the electronic phase. Cool. Is that like a huge um, redoing the entire office to build it, bring in the proprietary systems, or how does that work? Uh, the systems are already in place. We uh, started early. Um, we went. We actually went live with the criminal phase about a year and a half in advance from the mandate, so the attorneys could get prepared filing things electronically with our office. And when you so, you keep saying we or you sorry. with the office, are you like, is this the royal we or like we're going to do this or have you been part of the process already? Yes, I worked in the district clerk's office for 19 years. It's just really hard for me to not say we because I've <laughs> that's it's been that way for 19 years. It's one big happy family over there, I'm hard, sure. Hard to break. But the office, mm-hmm. the district clerk's office has been electronic for quite some time now. No, no see, that's what's cool. You took ownership of that in a positive way. We. Now, why would why would it need to be Democrat Republican for the district clerk? Why would that matter? Just curious. Um, legislation has it set up where the district clerk is an elected position, so you would run on a Republican or a Democratic ticket in order to get in. That's weird. But but, and and I'm going along with what you're saying. You don't apply your. There's certain positions. That, well, well, there's certain positions that I'm with you. I don't really think that. Do Democrats whether like you're paper? Democratic view or Republican view in certain positions would matter that much. I really don't. Not in a local level. Right. I think the person is so that if if you're Democrat or Republican, but you put your political views into your job as a leader, as a boss, well, then that's a problem. But that's a personal problem that means you're just not the right person for I the bet, job i bet the democrats like using whiteout <laughs> uh, oh no 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 the democrats are versus spending, redding they're, they're yeah. buying 500 cases of whiteout you know and anyway i didn't say it that way we shouldn't need whiteout if we're electronic oh uh, see she just dropped us <laughs> oh okay back that's line. why because i kept on on my computer screen i couldn't see it after all so much of that whiteout but to go along with what what you're saying 
And I'm very proud that I know Melissa. It's not like we break bread and stuff, her and Jason, but this is one of the positions and one of the people. He likes you, don't like so, you enough. Is what I just, yeah. what is what she, I just heard. Enough to take to dinner She's not never enough to invited me, just saying, okay? <laughs> this is one of the individuals and one of the leaders and future long-term, I hope, leaders in this county that doesn't want to be an elected official. That position is an elected official. Tell me if I'm wrong. What are your thoughts on that? You just want to be a leader. I just want to do the job. I'm passionate about the job, and that's what I want to do. I'm not focused on being an elected official. That's not why well, that's I put what, in for the job. That's I why put it's in odd because to me. I want to do it. Oh, that's what's odd to me when you were saying that. I was like, you, just don't, you didn't come off to me as like, oh, I'm a staunch Republican conservative. We need to go all the way with everything they believe. Because I was like, kind of clearly, like, they actually have to. The, the, I would guess the races clerk, have sorry. to either be like really high road, like. You have two qualified individuals or really like low, low, like, is it true that my opponent has two sets of books? You know, it could go either way, but. Sniffing white out. Well, Sniffing <laughs> in the closet. You, you chime in here. Somebody like Mark Turnbull, who's been in there how long? 23 years. When's the last time he pulled a challenger? And when's the last time it was even talked about much, if so? Last uh, night. Can you even remember? Well, he had a Last challenger night. this election, but, <laughs> but prior, I mean, prior to, that, to that, I think it was 2004. My point is, if you're doing your job, if you're doing your job for the county, and if, you're, if you're, your employees are respected, respectful of each other and, re, and, and their job, you probably aren't going to pull a challenger because what are they going to say? Exactly. And Mark's a wonderful boss, and he runs that office the most efficiently, I believe, out of all the other county departments. I mean, he has a very well-ran well budget. He's in tune with what's going on in the department. He's on top of things. I mean, he's just, he's probably one of the best elected officials we have. How close do the district clerk and county clerk work together? How important is that relationship? It is very important I for them to work together. I just realized we were talking together. about two positions. Well, yeah, <laughs> I was so really confused. I was gonna actually go into that because I saw, and so I saw some Shh. candidate forums were talking District clerk, not county clerk. So you told us the district clerk. Now tell us about county clerk. The county clerk is over your real property records. They issue birth, marriage, and death certificates, um, commissioner's court. They do have a court section that does probate, limited civil, mental health, and then they handle all of the misdemeanor cases. So they do run kind of parallel in certain aspects of the job, uh, not so much with the real property or the birth and marriage license and all of that. But the court section runs right along with what the district clerk does, just handling different case types. So did you just wake up one Tuesday morning and say, I want to be district clerk or how did that come about? Hmm. <laughs> no, I didn't wake up and decide I wanted to do it. Um, it was a long process. Mm -hmm. uh, I started in the district clerk's office in May of 1998 in the criminal division. I just started working my way up through the different departments within the district clerk's office, learning as much as I could. Uh, it's just something I'm passionate about. Uh, the opportunity was coming up for the seat to become open. So I made that decision to run and I stuck with it no matter what. And here I am. See, and that's one thing I think people forget in a position like yours versus say a um, county judge or something is it's no different than you wanting to move up the ladder in the corporate world and be the branch manager and then the division man. I mean, it's the same basic thing, right? Right. It just happens to be that you have to go out there and politic a little bit. Well, it's a big interview. <laughs> I had to interview with all of the voters. I had to, you know, encourage them and persuade them to vote for me. And I think I did a good job at that.
Well, I'll say this, Skippy, you're involved in the political process, and, and this is nothing against your opponent. Nothing. My but opponent? You, no, no, no. Her oh, opponent. Okay. I don't have one. But would you say that if she garnered 75% of the votes in the Republican primary, that's that's a pretty positive interview. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's kind of a, wow. the, the benchmark of last night. I'm going to step back and try and speak objectively as possible from as much of an outsider looking in. <clears throat> a lot of referendums, uh, a big referendum was, was done last night. Very few close races happened. There were some blowouts, especially in the early voting, that it was almost the, the, usually when early voting happens, you, you get a sense of, okay, He's got 42. She's got 42. He's got 1.2. We know who's who's out. So it's these two. This was, you know, I, I popped into mctx.org, saw the early voting elections, and you knew pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and what? Let's find out about that. Is that traditional for Montgomery County, or something happened that we just have? You know, there were clear favorites and not favorites. Aren't there close races anymore? What what up with that? I think we've had clear races previously, but I think there's just been so much turmoil so much of a black cloud over some incumbents and then i think that over the past eight years as a nation on down social media and other outlets have taken on a life of their own in a negative way i can throw out you know hey you know you scream fire in a in a in a in a, a movie theater type of thing and so i think that's been a big part of it what what do you think uh no pressure. <laughs> I'm still in shock over last night. I mean, I'm amazed that the voters put that much trust in me to give me 75% of the vote. I mean, I'm still well, why, why just you, in awe of Why it. do you think they put that much trust in you? Is it because you've had such a long long history of already working <laughs> for this office? I think it was my experience and my involvement within the Republican Party. I mean, I, I started building a relationship with the Republican Party, getting involved, being active. So they knew me not only— in my work experience, but as also with my experience within the Republican Party. So I was established, and I think that played a big role in it. Yeah, I mean, somebody who's had, what, 19 years, right, of mm -hmm. experience within that office, I, that's, that's Well, that's and, and she's not, incredible. she's being shy here. She's being very humble. Tell me if I'm saying this wrong. You were, so to speak, the number two person in there. You were also handpicked by the previous district clerk at one time, and your boss at one time was telling everybody, this is my follower. This is who needs to take my place. Now, some things went sideways on that, but it had nothing to do with you. Because your opponent, I don't know anything about her, good or bad. She's probably a great person, but why would you not go to the person who's done it and who everybody has nothing but positive things to say about for 19 years? And I just want to make one thing clear. I'm very appreciative that Ms. Jamison joined the race. It made me grow as a candidate and as a person. It, we live in a demo, Democrat, not Democratic, but democracy where this is the part of the process. It's a political process that you have to go through. And if you don't have an opponent, you don't grow. So I'm very appreciative that Ms. Jamison joined the race. And I'm sure she's a very nice person. And I wish her the best of luck in her endeavors and hope she moves on to find something else to run for in the future. There's no ill will with me to anybody, not to Ms. Jamison, not to Ms. Adamic, nobody. I have no ill will towards anybody in this process. Is this your first, this your first election that you've actually gone through? Yes. So, yeah, this is a huge learning moment for you and, and 
for your future career to come. So that's right. You know, know, what's cool. Both sides in this race. Can you pick up anything that went sideways negative? Not so much the candidates, but even well, the, the topics. Oh, well, no. And that's the thing. It's kind I can't of, think of anything. district clerk, even down to the part where the, the candidates were compelled to let people know this is the difference between my position and the county clerk or what I do. That's why I'm big about, you know, what you do. But 32,000 people did vote for to push the button for you. So that's not one of those pretend things. We were earlier on, we had Bears Etc. on, <clears throat> which is a nonprofit that people will actually buy bear cubs for pets and then the bears get too big and they have to get rescued. And I was saying, you know, there are some nonprofits that are that are sexy. You know, something with big, you know, puppies, like big eyes or or South American orphans, you know, it tugs the heartstrings. Rescuing fully grown domesticated bears is not sexy, so it's harder to to compel people to your side of the story. And I, I would, not that I'm saying district clerk job isn't sexy per se, but it's one of those ones that it's not typically out there. My opponent does this. You're like a domesticated or, bear. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. Well, my maiden name was a bear, so. <laughs> but, it, it is, but it is very important, much like bears, et cetera, that there is a market for it. You know, there is a need for a district clerk who knows what he or she is doing. And, you know, it's not one of those pretend positions uh, you know, because, uh, you know, you see like a, a precinct chair or school board where they get like 16 votes and they win. This this is a for reals. These 32,000 people voted for you, which meant that it's only 70 percent of uh, that 70 percent of, of the total vote that went out on this. So this is a serious race. It's, and you've got part two of this coming on because you do have a Democratic challenger. Yes, I do. Are you excited for that? You I seem, am excited. You seem excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh you know, it sounds odd, but I've enjoyed this process. Like I said a minute ago, you know, it's helped me grow uh, as a person emotionally, mentally. You know, it's it's been a great process. I've enjoyed it. Uh, I've had a great support system. My husband, Jason Miller, he's awesome. My entire family, my mom, my sisters, uh, my friends, my church family. I mean, everybody has been involved in this process with me, and it's been amazing. And I can't thank everybody enough for everything they've done for me. And then the community well, coming out like they did. With that great. said, we got to be closing up. Tell people where uh, they can find more information about you because coming up in November, that's what we have to uh, promote. So I have my Facebook page. It's Melissa Miller for District Clerk, and it's Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-A, not two S's. Uh, Important safety tip there as <laughs> yeah. I scratch out an S on my notes here. <laughs> Oops. That's probably the best place to find information about me. Okay. Thank you so much for coming in. And if people are uh, tuning in right now, we podcast everything. We actually are going to be YouTubing uh, all the interviews today with the candidates and also Bears, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So just look up Maury's Lone Star on our podcast on iTunes, uh, Google Play, and then, of course, YouTube. Tomorrow we'll be back at 9 o'clock. Uh, Nathan's going to be here to hopefully round up some more candidates who – Who've won? And winners only. Winners only. It's the winners. No one's contacted me yet for tomorrow. So if you're a, a candidate that won, uh, you can call and contact Nathan, not me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but thank you for so much for tuning in today. Uh, Skip, it's good to see you. Dick, always. Don't forget, Jake from Sports Talk will be on at one o'clock. Sports and Talk. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. We want to say a special thanks to our sponsors of Morning's Lone Star, Centurion Wealth Advisors, Conroe Coffee, and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. It's going to be a beautiful day today, so get out and uh, full lineup for on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com slash show calendar. We'll see, we'll see you guys later. You gotta fight! Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. 
Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network, either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.